There are many ways people listen to Vision, including DAB Plus Digital Radio. If you're in Greater Sydney, Melbourne or Brisbane and have a digital radio receiver in your car or home, you'll find Vision Christian Radio on the station list. If you're visiting one of these cities and hiring a car, there's a good chance it will have a DAB receiver and you'll be able to enjoy vision with exceptional sound quality while you drive around. If you don't already own a DAB receiver, you'll find many models, including clock radios at electronic retailers for under $100. To find out more about vision on digital radio and whether you're within the broadcast footprint, see vision.org.au slash DAB. However, and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, over the previous weeks, we've been talking about the moves in Western Australia to introduce euthanasia. But there is a significant development that might make some Western Australian listeners cringe with disbelief. The West Australian Government Expert Panel has planned a public consultation, but they appear to be discouraging any objections to euthanasia. Hard to believe. Let's get some insights into what's going on in WA. Daryl Budge is the West Australian State Director for Family Voice Australia. Daryl's joining us. Hello, Daryl. Welcome back to 2020. Good to be on, Neil. Daryl, you're calling this public conversation a sham. Uh, that might not even be a strong enough word by the sound of it. Yes, that's right, Neil. It's, um, the expert panel has a very restrictive terms of reference. Um, and basically, they've been set up to set down the terms of the legislation. So when they're doing a public consultation, they're only wanting to hear from people who already basically support euthanasia, and they want to hear from people on how the legislation should be constructed, how it should be worded. So it's completely one-sided. How is the panel discouraging any objections? Uh, basically, they've said in their website documents that any objections or any support for uh, euthanasia cannot be considered according to their terms of reference. And so basically, they've said they're not even going to consider it they're not going to even, um, in the, the, there's open public consultations as well. Um, so people might want to share that they oppose euthanasia and the panel will just say, thanks for your comments. Uh, we can't note those down. They're not considered under our terms of reference. So it essentially is a sham in the fact that uh, we're not actually hearing in a public consultation process. They only want to hear people who support the legislation. So the terms of reference are limited and what that does is censors anything that's anti-euthanasia, that's pro-life in this circumstance. Uh, how does this censorship work uh, with regard to, you know, I guess uh, issues like uh, palliative care and those sorts of things that people might think are uh, the obvious things that ought to be discussed? That's right. Now, well, we don't exactly know what the panel will say, but what we can say, according to their, according to their references, they, they can only consider it. So what we're encouraging people to say, if they, if they wanted that, I'd give feedback, is to express how unhappy they are with the process of what this public, public consultations have been. We want to uh, kind of ask them to show us the data about... Um, the, the, it just, there's a 
a pretty extensive discussion paper that they've put out. Um, and they've talked about how people who um, might be vulnerable to coercion, and we want to ask them questions about that. You know, who, what's this vulnerability um, that might be existing? And also, when I ask some questions about why are they turning doctors into executioners? I mean, we, we have the Hippocratic Oath, um, and we want to just ask some questions. So this discussion paper they put out there just has some very open-ended questions, and I wanted people to give give feedback on these on these questions. And they're basically, they're not really stating very clearly about uh, how they want the legislation to be put out there. Um, so it is it's a it's a it's a consultation process that doesn't even state what the kind of thinking the legislation should do. They just ask some questions on it. And then they're also restricting people from even objecting to the legislation in the first place. So the Labor government here has, uh, I think, shown a bit of an amateur approach to legislation. The discussion paper doesn't uh, also discuss elder abuse in any point as well. So that's a real disappointment. And on the same day in which they released this report, um, the National uh, Coalition government put out a report uh, outlining then our national response to elder abuse. So on the very same day, when they're ignoring our elder abuse, the national government is, is saying it is a problem and we need to deal with it. So, yeah, it, 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 we see a whole bunch of problems here. Let's come to that idea about the connection between euthanasia and elder abuse in just a few moments. But just to reinforce here, Daryl, you're talking about this being sounding a little bit more like a public relations exercise for euthanasia or even a sociological experiment where the only permissible outcome is to agree uh, with the end-of-life choices. Uh, This idea of uh, people having the wool pulled over their eyes sounds exactly like what's anticipated here. Yes, that's right. They're they're intending that they want assisted suicide in legislation and... um, yeah, that's. I actually put out a new release to that effect. That is, it's a sham um, sociological experiment. The only permissible outcome is the recommendations of their report or, the, or their, their intention to legislate uh, assisted suicide. And um, the government wants assisted suicide in every hospital, but we are yet to offer a high standard of palliative care equitably to every Western Australian as well. So uh, it's a sham, and we want to see... Um, well, I should define what palliative care is. Palliative care is a holistic solution to the emotional, physical and psychological as well as the spiritual care of a patient. And if a patient gets um, this kind of palliative care early enough, then they're, they're, um, the kind of emotional feelings that they, they might get them thinking about suicide will obviously be dealt with in a much better way and they'll be actually be given the care that they need. So we would like to call for the West Australian government to provide palliative care. In fact, I think this is what the Victorian government ought to be doing uh, since they're legislating it in June, uh, rather than uh, authorising the, the killing of um, patients or people in uh, the end of, end, of, end of life stages, which is a horrible thing to do, both to a doctor and also to um, the family and the, the flow-on effects, the traumatic effects that will have to many, many people. Let's come back to this contradiction that you point out, that while on one hand uh, there are inquiries all about elder abuse and on the other hand you've got this push for euthanasia, which is like the ultimate elder abuse, uh, what do you say about that sort of contradiction? Well, we know elder abuse um, happens 
And the, the, the contradiction that's in, inherent in the government here is they, they, they know that people are being coerced. They know that there is steering that happens with older, older Australians. Um, many of them might have dementia or other conditions in which the, the judgment might be slightly uh, or, or greatly impaired. And an, uh, a family member or a friend can come in and, and coerce them in some way. Now, the, 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 the rhetoric from Malcolm McCusker, who chairs this expert panel, is this is a voluntary euthanasia bill. They want to say this is voluntary, this is voluntary. But in the, at the heart of elder abuse is the ability to coerce somebody. And we know that exists and we know that happens. So to claim that we're going to have a voluntary system in which people can commit suicide... Um, the elephant in the room is that people will be coerced. And um, so we, there can be no way of preventing wrongful deaths because we know elder abuse happens and coercion happens. So there can be no um, assurance to the public that it w- will always be voluntary, that there will always be conversion at some point by someone in suggestion or um, in all the cases that happen where it is brought forward, there might be hundreds of cases in the first year in Victoria. We'll see how it pans out. Um, uh, and then we'll see probably a, a few of those. But just one wrongful death means it's a terrible piece of legislation. It's a terrible law. It will be a terrible bill. And yet it's promoted as something that gives people greater choice, Daryl. Uh, but in the public consultation, it's not a greater choice of talking about uh, these things that you're mentioning, palliative care and uh, the ways that you might alleviate suffering. It seems to be another contradiction, the idea of greater choice. That's right. And the, the, choice, the choice is on the part of the, um, the, the government, in essence, that, that they want to give people choices uh, on the basis of a fearful expectation that they won't be given correct pain management or holistic care. So the government is, is uh, on the basis of the failure to provide care, the choice is commit suicide. And that is, of course, a restrictive choice. If, if the care and the fears um, are taken care of, if the care is given, then it will be a positive choice. And I see that there's great parallels with the abortion debate that women are told that in a fearful expectation if they will have this child, then something bad will happen to their life. But we as a society are failing those women and not giving them good choices. And the same with older Australians and people who are end-of-life stages. We should be authorising them and encouraging them to make the right choice that's pro-life, that's um, pro their best interest, which is um, a freedom to... Uh, live their life, to have good pain management, to die with true dignity, which means being surrounded by their family and friends and have a long um, long life as possible that they might you know, obviously share longer with their family and friends about their life and their family and friends actually enjoy their time with them. As many people I've talked to have talked about people who wanted to commit suicide and their family um, or close friends said to them, please don't, you, know, you might think that this cancer is going to be fatal really soon, just just hold off. And then they had this wonderful two or three extra years with them, and the experience of that was beautiful. And they were able to fully say goodbye and then naturally pass on, naturally pass away. Um, and so the, the experience that people have really had is that 
in the horrific moment of wanting to commit suicide that might want it, and then if they're just corrected away from that and then shown the other options, then they will actually have a better quality of life and more time with their family. Well, Daryl, you're calling this public consultation a sham. What is it that you hope that listeners might do? And uh, maybe this is more specifically Western Australian listeners, but, of course, there are all sorts of moves in, as you say, the legislation in Victoria, and there's moves towards this idea in other states like Queensland. Uh, What are your thoughts for what people ought to do, uh, knowing the status of this particular public consultation? Right, so they can um, submit their thoughts to, to an email address, which is vadconsultations at health.wa.gov.au. They can also go to some open public consultation sessions that are on the uh, health.wa.gov.au website. Um, uh, there is also a landing page you can go to. It's quite complicated. I can read it out to you if you find it. Um, uh, is there a link there on your website for how people can take action if I point people to the Family Voice website? Yes, there will be a link there. All right, let's, let's make that our primary there, there focus. There is also a direct link if they want to go to it, health.wa.gov.au slash voluntary assisted dying. Um, so if they want to get information about that, there's some public consultation sessions happening over April, um, some in, in Perth and some in regional WA. I encourage people, if, particularly if they have a story to tell that talks about how they, they were given care and that they are concerned that the care won't be given, um, that would be great for people to get onto this. Unfortunately, one of the shame, shameful and sham-like aspects of this is that all of these public consultation sessions that you can go to in person are only during the week. So you might have to get some time off work to be able to go there and we're a bit disappointed that the government is not um, providing other weekend sessions or after-hours sessions for these. Well, Daryl, I'm not sure everyone will have caught uh, all of those different website addresses, uh, but if people go to familyvoice.org.au, uh, then they may be able to get some of those ways that they can find more information and about those uh, public gatherings that they might be able to turn up there and actually perhaps even pose a question or make a submission. But uh, let me point people to familyvoice.org.au. Daryl Budge is the West Australian State Director for Family Voice Australia. Daryl, thanks for the update today on 2020. You're welcome, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.